Hey there, I'm Tony Ann. I am a wife and a mom of two little boys, and I'm a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to be a busy working mom. I struggle with the thoughts of feeling like I wasn't good enough and losing my identity in motherhood. So I get it. And this is why I created The Real Happy Mom. To be a real happy mom, you have to remain authentic and true to yourself, and you don't need to be a so-called perfect mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, we'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, competence, and so much more. We'll have discussions that provide practical tips and resources that you can easily implement into your busy mom life. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me in the Real Happy Mom podcast. Hey there, I hope your summer is going well. I know this summer is not like most summers when the kids are out, but... I have a guest that is going to help us with dealing with our time just a little bit better because as busy working moms, it seems like there is never enough time to get things done. So I have my guest Paula and Paula is a life coach and the host of the I'm Busy Being Awesome podcast. And she is a productivity fanatic who helps busy, awesome women live their best lives by boosting their productivity, managing their time, and shifting their mindset. Paula does this by helping her clients uncover their motivation and find the time to finally reach their big goals. And she is going to be sharing some of that with us today. But before we jump into this week's episode, I got a quick announcement for you. If you haven't heard it in the previous episodes, there is a giveaway going on in the month of July. The way to enter is to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. And make sure to include your Instagram handle so that I can contact you if you are the lucky winner. And what do you win if you are that lucky winner? I'm glad you asked. You will win a $50 Amazon gift card. This is my way of saying thank you because honestly, I cannot do this without you. So make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star rating review, and don't forget to include your IG handle in that review. Now it is time for our mommy wins. This is the part of the podcast where we celebrate with one mom, where they share a win with us that is big or small. So let's tune into this week's mommy win. Hello everyone, my name is Suzanne Marita and I'm a lifestyle blogger. My handle is at Deer, and you can find me on Instagram and Pinterest. I have a couple of wins, first being my five-year-old daughter cleaning her own room, and the second is my recent acceptance into Like to Know It, where you can shop by taking a screenshot of my post and instantly find out where you can shop my look. I would love for everyone to download the Like to Know It app and follow me there. Oh, Suzanne, I am so excited for you. I always get excited when my kids can clean up without me, especially when they can clean up without me initiating it. And I am super excited for you, too, on that other mommy win, because I know it is a big deal trying to get on to some of these different platforms. So I will make sure to include that link that Suzanne mentioned in the show notes. Now, if you are listening and you would like to be featured in an upcoming episode, all you have to do is go over to Instagram and follow me at Real Happy Mom. Then you want to go over to the DMs and there is a microphone on the lower right hand side. You want to press and hold that microphone and tell me your name, your IG handle, what you do and how you are winning. It could be anything big or small. I just want to celebrate with you. So make sure you go over and send me your mommy win so that you can be featured in an upcoming episode. <laughs> 
now that we have that out of the way, it is time to jump into this week's episode with Paula. All right, so today I have Paula on to help us with our unpredictable schedules. But uh, before we get into that, Paula, thank you so much for coming on. I'm super happy to have you on the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. And um, like I said, before we get into our topic about unpredictable schedules, I just wanted you to share with us your story on how you got into the space of teaching about time management. Yeah. So uh, I'm Busy Being Awesome, which is my my podcast and my blog. This all kind of began several years ago, just as a blog. And it was basically uh, like an outlet for me to explore a bunch of different time management and productivity strategies as I worked through um, my postdoc in my first few years as a as a professor. Because during grad school, I was you know working on my doctorate and I was balancing two or three different jobs. And frankly, I was like this ticking time bomb of stress. <laughs> and I had zero work-life balance and um, you know there was just no balance. I was just working all the time. And so I started looking into different strategies because I knew things needed to change. I couldn't keep going at this rate. So I looked for you know, tools and stuff to help me increase my productivity and, and manage my time better and increase my efficiency so that I could actually have time for rest and self-care and time with friends and, and whatever. And all these things that are so important, but I just kind of kept putting them on the back burner. Uh, and then I, I combined that with work that I did with, uh, with my life coach about mindset and how I'm you know, choosing to think about different circumstances in my life and all of that. And it was just really this transformational experience. So I'm Busy Being Awesome just kind of grew from that. And I, you know, got certified as a life coach myself. And I basically share all of these tools that I used to get unstuck and to stay productive and reach my goals. And um, and I share that on, on my podcast and with my clients who are, uh, you know, basically busy women doing all of the things. So that's kind of how it how it got started and, and why I'm so passionate about all things productivity and time management and, and goal setting. Yes. And I did, I tell you that I just love your name. I'm busy being awesome. I just love it. Every time I see that, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Thanks. I think it's fun. Yes. I love it. Now I, I want you to help us moms because we are known for having these unpredictable schedules that happens because that's just life. But many times us moms, we give up and we figure that we just can't recover. So I wanted you to talk to us about how we can shift our mindset in regards to unpredictable schedules. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited that we are talking about this today um, because I really believe that it all starts with a clear mindset and basically choosing deliberately how we want to think about our schedules. Um, so, you know, because we do have these unpredictable schedules, whether it's, you know, your, your kids are home from school, maybe they're sick or something, or maybe you work from home and your kids aren't in school yet, whatever it is, it can feel like things are just totally out of your control, right? It feels like you don't have any power over your schedule or, you know, what you want to do or where you want to spend your time. And what I would love to do is kind of dispel this myth because, the reality is that you get to decide how you spend your time. And I know this sounds a little bit 
counterintuitive, especially for moms who have so many things on their plate. But the truth is that you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do, period. I mean, this is the idea behind human free will, right? In our normal everyday scenarios, there is you know, no one who's physically forcing you to join that committee or bake five dozen cupcakes for the bake sale or, you know, whatever it is, you're the one who's choosing to say yes or no. And there can be negative consequences if you decide to say no, absolutely, but you still get to make that decision. And I'm going to like explain why that's important in just a minute. But I first also want to say, I'm not saying that you know you should say no to everything and i'm not saying that you should only do things that are easy or whatever that's not what i'm saying but the reason why i'm kind of making this point first is to help all of you take back the power in each of your situations and to kind of stop feeling like you're the victim to your circumstances and instead to be able to take control of your situation because when you take back that power and you're deciding intentionally what you want to do, you're able to act from a place of confidence. And when you take back that power, you're able to really follow through on your different tasks and appointments and meetings and projects and all of these things with a better attitude. And an example that I like to give uh, that's kind of on an extreme end, just to paint the picture, is uh, to think about paying taxes. So most of us don't get super excited about paying our taxes. And technically, you don't have to pay them, but you will have consequences if you don't. And chances are you'd rather pay the taxes than deal with the consequences. But rather than thinking to yourself, oh, I have to pay my taxes and I don't want to do this, you could think, about that differently. You know, you could think, I want to pay my taxes. I want to avoid getting in trouble with the IRS. I am choosing to do this for myself, right? Nobody's forcing me. I'm choosing to do it. And again, taxes are like an extreme example, but it's true for any kind of situation. You know, maybe um, you have a child who's homesick from school and, you know, you, you work from home normally, uh, but your plans, plans changed a little bit because, um, you know, you, you want to take her to the doctor or something. Now, remember, these plans didn't just change out of nowhere. You made a decision to take her to the doctor. You don't have to do it. You could have your partner do it. You could call your mom and have her come do it. You know, you could have her at the nurse at school. Like you are actually the one choosing to take her and you're, you're the one choosing to shift your plans and really kind of honing in and recognizing that I think is really powerful that you are making that decision to shift your priorities a little bit. And kind of taking a minute to get really clear on your decisions is really important. You know, taking that moment to truly own your decisions and recognize why you're choosing to do these different things in your life is key because not only does it help us, you know, recognize what our priorities are, but it also helps us get really honest with ourselves. It helps us recognize where our time is going and you know, how we're choosing to spend that time. Because when we do this, 
it allows us to really check in with our reasons and make sure we like them. And that's actually, um, that's something that I ask myself often when I'm faced with, you know, trying to make a decision. Do I want to do this? Do I want to say no to this? Do I want to say yes to this? I always ask myself, do I like my reason for making this decision? So, you know, if we're thinking about this mom who decides to, you know, take time to bring her daughter to the doctor or something, we could ask her, well, do you like your reasons for doing this? Do you like your reason for taking your daughter to the doctor instead of, um, you know, staying and doing your work? And chances are she would say, yes, you know, I, I do want to do this. This is my priority. This is my choice. It's something that I am happy to do. And being able to tune in and recognize that about what is important to you allows you to really take control of your decisions. And, you know, it allows you to take back so much power in your life and make that decision from a place of confidence and start thinking about your circumstances in new ways. And, you know, that's why I think it's so important to really question how you're thinking about your schedule and how you're thinking about this unpredictability and how you're spending your time because you do have a choice. And when you remind yourself of that, you really take back that power. Yes, definitely. And Paula, one thing that came up while you were talking was the the favorite line that I hear many moms say is, I don't have time. I don't have time. So mm-hmm. going along with this whole mindset, I was just wondering, are there other ways that we can kind of shift our mind when it comes to, I don't have time, especially when it comes to things being unpredictable and things coming up, how we can make it so it's not so overwhelming for us in, in our minds in particular? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a couple different things that you can do. Again, the first thing that I mentioned is I think just spending some time thinking about how do I want to spend my time? What are my priorities right now? And, you know, really honing in and being honest with yourself. Is your priority, you know, spending time with your kids? Is your priority doing something for work? You know, whatever it is, really honing in on those priorities and identifying them in your mind is really key. Um, But in addition to that, you know, what I really like to do when I'm working with uh, with clients who have kind of this unpredictable schedule and they're feeling really overwhelmed is I first love to have them step back and sort of map out an ideal general schedule for the week, you know, like basically create a macro view of their weekly schedule that includes both stuff that they want to do when they're working and when they're resting. And in fact, I actually recommend scheduling in, you know, rest time and self-care and family time before you put in your work, you know, you schedule your work around that. And this ideal schedule, you know, it might change, that's fine, but it does give you kind of a general framework in what you're going to to do your work. So, you know, maybe your ideal schedule in your ideal world, when everything goes according to plan, is that you're, you know, done working by four o'clock and then you have the evenings for family time and you have some quiet time to yourself once the kids go to bed. And, you know, maybe on the weekends you have time for a family outing and you have time for going to the gym and you have time for a coffee date with a friend, right? And you have kind of your ideal schedule for self-care and family and rest time. And then at work, 
maybe you have an ideal schedule where Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings, you work on, you know, kind of your long-term goal projects. And then maybe Tuesday and Friday mornings, you work on things like email and social media. And then, you know, you kind of fill out your ideal week with the tasks that you regularly do. And then once you have that worked out, then each week you will identify the main results that you want to produce each day and each week, depending on you know whatever it is you're working on. So you're going to identify the most important things that you need to get done each day. And when you're doing this, you know, I like to ask myself, what are the top you know, one to three things that are non-negotiable that I'm absolutely going to get done today, no matter what. And again, as you're creating this list, check in with yourself, ask yourself, why am I choosing these as my top tasks for the day? You know, what are the results that I'm going to make for myself in the long run? Are these tasks, you know, these top ideas actually moving me forward to my goals? So, you know, maybe on Monday, your top three things are, you know, writing and scheduling a newsletter and, uh, you know, creating a draft of a blog post and then spending two hours on, on arts and crafts projects with your daughter or something, right? Because we're doing both personal and, and work things. Um, and then maybe on Tuesday, your top three priorities are creating an email template and, um, you know, holding two client calls and editing Monday's blog post, right? And so you go through the week and you identify your top priorities and you remind yourself, right? These are my most important tasks. These are the things that you have to get done no matter what, you know, and it doesn't mean you can't do more if you get them done, but these are the things that you're going to get done every day to ensure that you're moving forward on your goals. And I love doing this because it helps you to really get focused and it takes away some of that overwhelm because, you know, sometimes I don't know about you, but if I have just this long to-do list of a million things, I look at that and I go, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. You know, my, my, I just had to bring my daughter home from school. We don't have a lot of time. I have a thousand things on my list, but when I go, all right, I, my, my priority are these two things. You know, how am I going to get them done? What can I do here to make sure I get just these two things done so that I continue moving forward? And I think when you really uh, limit your focus and identify what's most important, that helps remove some of that overwhelm. I recently started using the Still Planner. It's a quarterly planner. And each day, it does exactly what you said. You got three things, your top three things that you have to do each day. And I promise you, I feel so much more productive focusing on three things instead of 50 things that I have to get done in the day. And it's just amazing, like how just staying focused on, you know, like I said, those three things, how much more you get done and how you can kind of take the unpredictable, crazy things that do happen in life and it doesn't throw you off completely. Exactly. Yes. It's, It's so helpful to really just remind yourself, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh wait, it's okay. I just have these three things I need to do. I can totally do this. Now, Paula, you gave us a couple of things here about setting our priorities and 
also just making sure that we stay focused on those top things that we have to get done each day. So I want to see if you can give us some tactics on better time management so that when we do have the things that come up in our day in our life, it doesn't throw our schedules completely off. So what I like to do is make sure that you have that ideal schedule first, right? So you know exactly what you want to do generally, you know, Mondays are client work, Tuesdays are, you know, content creation, Wednesdays are, I don't know, something like that. And you work through that. You have that all identified. And then every day, as we were just talking about, you identify those top two or three things that you have to get done. But what happens when things do pop up, you know, and our our schedule gets interrupted? So my favorite strategy that I absolutely recommend to anybody is creating backup plans. And this is so critical to anybody who has an unpredictable schedule, whether you are a, you know, a work-from-home parent, maybe you have an on-call profession. I work with um, a doctor who has an on-call thing, so sometimes she doesn't know when she's going to go in. You know, Whatever kind of position you have that demands your time in these unpredictable ways, creating backup plans is key. So of course, all of you listeners, you know your schedule best, you know your children best, you know your job best. So keep your own unique situation in mind and then you can kind of apply this strategy to your situation. But what this is all about is creating backup plans each week that are going to allow you to check off those top, you know, two or three priority items even when you choose to change around your schedule. So, you know, for example, maybe you're a photographer or something, and normally you plan to edit all of your photos during nap time, but you know, your, your child is just not going to sleep <laughs> no matter what nap time's not happening. So what is your backup plan for that day? You know, when can you do it instead? Because remember, this is one of your non-negotiables. This is one of those things you must do to keep moving forward. So what can you do? Could you edit in the evening after bedtime? Could you edit when your partner gets home from work and you just, you know, head off to the office for a little while? Could you have a babysitter come over or your mother-in-law come over and you edit for a little while, right? Create these backup plans so that you know, without a doubt, you can get that done. Or you know maybe you're you're working toward like a fitness goal or something, and you're planning to run after work on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But um, maybe like a conference call comes up or something on Wednesday, and you can't do it. Okay, what is your backup plan? You know how will you work around this situation to ensure that you can stick with that non-negotiable? Can you go running later in the evening? Can you get up early and go before work? Could you go on Tuesday or Thursday? Right, all of these things, because when you take time to deliberately consider your main priorities for the week and you create clear, realistic backup plans for each one of those tasks, you're going to help ensure that you get them done and remove the overwhelm in the process, you know, even when your schedule is unpredictable. Yes, I like that a lot because one of my goals have been a physical goal to lose some weight and to get in shape for the Navy. And Mm -hmm. I just can't get it together. (laughs) (laughs) And part of the problem is I don't have a backup plan. So I love that because usually I would say, okay, I do it after work, but you know, what if I, you know, 
work late, then it's like, oh, I don't have time. I have to, you know, feed the kids, get them off to bed. And by the time I do that, it's time for me to go to bed. So I end up being like, oh, I can't work out now. But I love having the the backup plan in there so that it does get done no matter what. Yeah, because otherwise your brain is going to come up with a bunch of excuses, especially oh, when yeah. it's something you don't really want to do. <laughs> your yes. brain is going to find all of the excuses. And then one more thing that I like to add with that is when you decide to make a change to your schedule, you know, when you deliberately decide, I think it's really important to check in with yourself and you know, ask yourself, do I like my reasons for changing my plan? You know, do I like the reasons that I'm changing my plan to you know, not go to the gym or to not get this project done. Many times you will like your reason and sometimes you won't. But simply by reminding yourself that you get to make those decisions every time, you're again taking back that power, right? And you're taking back the power and you're making those decisions deliberately so you no longer feel like a victim. Like, oh, I have no choice. I have to do this. I have to do this. No, you don't. Instead, I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to make this decision and I like my reason. And if you don't like your reason, then you can reconsider, you know, do I want to actually make this decision if I don't like it? And I think this really helps you approach each day with confidence and this and and more of a sense of control over your schedule and how you're living every day, you know, when it does feel more unpredictable. Yes. And so far you've given me a lot of good stuff. So I'm feeling pretty confident right now. So my <laughs> my thing now is I want to hear some of your best productivity tips so that when we do have the time to go ahead and get our top things done in the day, like how can we make sure that we get those things done in an efficient amount of time so we're not dragging and taking, you know, too much time to get things done. And then also if we can knock out those, you know, top three things or whatever those top priorities are for the day? How can we knock those out pretty quick so that we can get to some of the other things on our to-do list? One of the things that I swear by is the strategy of time blocking. Have you talked about that with, with your listeners? I have not talked about time blocking in depth, but we have talked about it in some other episodes. So I would love for you to jump in and, and dive into that. Yeah. So time blocking sort of broadly is you take your day, you know, if you've, if you have calendared out, you know, these are my top three priorities. And then I also have maybe these handful of things that I want to do as well on Monday, you would take your schedule on Monday and you would break it down into blocks of time. You know, you can break it up into half hour blocks, into hour long blocks, whatever works for you. Um, and then you schedule your tasks according to those blocks. So, you know, maybe from nine until 11, you work on recording your podcast. And from 11 till 1130, you work on um, SEO research for that podcast blog post. And you really kind of schedule in all of your tasks into clear blocks of time so that that way you don't just look at your to-do list and go, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all of this done? Instead you go, oh, I know exactly when I'm going to get this done. I have it on my calendar. I know exactly when I'm going to start and when I'm going to stop. And that really helps your brain kind of zero in and focus on what's most important because I don't know about you, but for me, if I just look at a big list and I start on one thing, my brain is also like, oh, but I need to be doing all of these other things as well. And this list is so long. But 
when my brain starts doing that and I have it on my, on my time blocking schedule, I go, no, no, it's fine. I'm doing that part at four. We're just not there yet. It's going to get done. I'm just not there yet. And I think that's a really efficient way to create a schedule that shows you, look, I'm going to get it all done. This is how it all fits out on the schedule. And I think also on the other side, this helps provide you um, kind of with a reality check, if you will. So one of the things that I used to struggle with is I would make these to-do lists and they would be like, you know, it would start out pretty realistic, you know, walk the dog and empty the dishwasher and grade some papers and, and then it gets bigger. And then it's like, write an article and write a book and save the world and go to bed by nine. And it's like this ridiculous to-do list that I think a lot of us women create for ourselves that we expect to kind of save the world by the end of the day. And when we actually use a calendar and time blocks and we see how many hours we have to work, it keeps us you know, more in tune with what we're going to actually accomplish. And it stops us from feeling so disappointed when we don't get through that entire to-do list when really there's only so many hours in the day. And I think that helps us kind of put things into perspective as well. Yes, yes. I'm totally with you on on the time blocking because I did some time blocking and then making sure that I was batching two during those blocks. Mm. And let me tell you, that was the best week ever that I, when, <laughs> when it comes to productivity, I got so much done. And I keep telling myself, do it again, do it again. So I'm glad you reminded me. I'm going to go back and do that again. You know, one more tip that I want to share that kind of goes along with this, and I'm sharing it because it's something that I have worked on a lot is coming from a recovering perfectionist. uh, (laughs) Don't let perfection or what is that, that phrase, don't let perfect be the enemy of good or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, if you're doing something in a time block and you say, look, I'm going to draft this blog post in two hours. Don't let that two hours, your perfectionism holds you back. You know, get it done and get it out. My coach always tells me to, or, you know, she preaches this idea of B minus work, you know, put out B minus work. It's good enough, right? You can always go back and fix it later. But once you get it done, you can, you know, move on to the next thing and then come back and fix. But the most important thing is just getting it done and getting it out there. And oftentimes I think for a lot of people who do struggle with perfectionism or trying to get everything just exactly right, your B minus is probably pretty darn good anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just kind of allowing yourself that grace, allowing yourself that wiggle room that things don't have to be perfect and reminding yourself you can always go back, but just get it done, right? Get it out, aim for 80%. Um, get it out there and then return if you want to later on. Yes, definitely. Now you have given us some really good tips and strategies on dealing with the unpredictable schedule. I was just wondering if you have any other um, tips or tactics that you think would help us or if you just have some encouragement for us before we signed off. Yeah, I do. I want to offer a question, actually, that I love to ask myself every morning. So I love to sit down and journal every morning, and I love to ask myself, how do I want to show up today? And 
I love thinking about this question. So I ask myself, how do I want to show up today? And I answer it. And I picture myself, you know, going through my day. I look at the schedule ahead. I imagine myself showing up with, you know, intention and focus and patience and whatever it is I think I need to show up and take on the day ahead. So I'm showing up the way I want to. And I found that to be um, an incredibly powerful practice. And I definitely recommend giving it a try uh, for any of your listeners to just really kind of put themselves in the right headspace to kind of take on, take on the day ahead. Yes, definitely. Now, Paula, if we want to connect with you or learn more about you online, where can we find you? Yeah. So if you want to find out more about you know time management and productivity and mindset, definitely check out the I'm Busy Being Awesome podcast. I release a new episode every Monday. Um, and if you want to learn more about working together, I would love to chat. You can head over to I'mBusyBeingAwesome.com. Um, there's an About Me section. You can click on Work With Me, sign up for a free coaching session. Um, and then if you're on Instagram, definitely follow along. I'm at I'mBusyBeingAwesome. Yes, definitely. And I will make sure to include all of that in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. I really, really appreciate it. And I have learned so much from you. And you also reminded me of a really important thing I need to do, which is time blocking. So I am so happy that I talked to you today. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes that were mentioned here in this episode, go over to realhappymom.com slash 89. And make sure while you're there to sign up for the Working Mom Hacks. This is my downloadable PDF that includes nine of the working moms that I absolutely love and look up to. And they are sharing their ultimate working mom hacks so that you can live your life with grace and ease without the overwhelm and the stress. So go over to realhappymom.com slash 89 to grab yours. And also don't forget about the giveaway that's going on. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star rate and review, and also include your Instagram handle so that I can contact you if you're the lucky winner, because I know you're going to want to snag that $50 gift card. Now that's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week for another episode where I'll be talking to Andrea and she is going to be sharing with us some time management hacks just like Paula, but this one's going to be a little bit different and I'm sure that you're going to love it. So I will see you then. Take care and with lots of love.